Hi everyone, welcome back to Meet Me in Taipei. This is Janice. And this is Jacqueline. And we're so happy to have you guys back. And before we start, we wanted to again like emphasize on getting your COVID vaccinations, getting your boosters, wearing your masks, and at the same time, kind of keeping Ukraine and uh, the entire world news in your hearts, just because there's a lot of things, a lot a lot going on in the world right now that we didn't expect. And the topic that we will be talking about today is actually kind of related to what's going on. It's a little bit of a heavier topic, and that's why we also wanted to shed some light onto it, because we talked about this before. And the topic is grief. Grief can mean a lot of things. It can mean, like, for example, a, a loss of a friend, a loss of a family member, um, a loss of self even. Or just in general, a lot of things can relate to grief. And we wanted to tell you a little bit about our stories and our experiences surrounding grief and how we deal with it and how we kind of like navigated ourselves out of the situation or how we learned to like kind of live with it. And Jacqueline will be sharing her story about her experience and we'll both be sharing what our coping mechanisms is in terms of dealing through like life crisis or in general just dealing with feelings of sadness and like depression so i hope you guys do enjoy it so jack if you don't mind um telling us a little bit about what your experiences are surrounding grief and how you dealt with it and what happened and was it recent how you felt about it in general honestly grief like i feel like today's topic is very different to our previous topic because we never really talk about such like heavy topic in the past and I feel like and it's also a night right now here in LA so I feel like it's very heavy for me to get into this topic but um I feel like grief is something that definitely not a lot of people want to experience that in real life because you know losing someone is very painful it is as a kind of thought and a state of mind that it brings people down and maybe some people just can't get out of that thought and, you know, wanted to do something bad about it. But um, I do have a story of one of my very close friends that happened to pass away very recently. And it was, I was extremely, extremely sad when I first heard about that my friend passed away. So I never really experienced such like I have like you know family relatives that passed away and but it's not like we're really close to a point I'll be like oh someone passed away and I think that was a time when I already knew something was um, I, I already knew like he was um, having some certain like health problems during that year and um, a lot a few a few of my friends like we always we knew about it so we've been really careful with what we're eating with him or like with what we're doing or like you we used to go out to like clubs and everything and then until like until he told us about his like health condition we just stopped doing that and I remember towards like his like he got pretty ill and so it was very hard to ask him out to get food with him because he was having a hard time basically just get out of the bed like that and it was a disease that I don't know exactly because I've never really heard of it before, but apparently it's, I think it's a very irregular um, disease that I don't think a lot of people have encountered that in the past or like, like deal with that anytime soon. And um, I think 
um, I think I was really sad because when I first heard about that, um, I was, I just had, no, I actually just had a lunch with my friend before things happened. Like, I think it was like two, three months before things happened. And during that lunch, I just feel like, um, we were just, I feel like we were just catching up and talking about the good old times, but I feel like there was a feeling that I feel like, I don't know why he, it sounds like he's um, giving us his last words, but I wasn't thinking that much, you know, I was just, I was just thinking that, oh, you know, like next time we're still gonna, we're gonna get a steak again or something, because we, we got a hot pot last time. And so we were kind of just like, we were kind of happy that, oh, like, he's finally out of the bed, you know, like, we're, we can finally get food now because he's not in the hospital anymore. So we brought him something, we brought him like a bag of cookies. And so we brought him a bag, a bag of cookies. I think he was just like, oh, why are you guys like buying me stuff? Like, let me just treat you guys for this meal. And so he treated us that meal and now we're just like, wait, I'm so sorry. Like, don't do that to us. We're, we just want to buy you cookies because we feel like it's like, you know, just want to send out positivities because I know you love eating cookies and all that. And so he treated us a meal. And so me and my sister were just thinking that, okay, you know what? Like, we're going to treat you for the next meal. Sorry, I'm having my braces on. It's really hard to talk. So after that lunch, um, we we just like went home. And then like, I in my head, I, was, I, I still remember that, oh, I'm like, I need to buy him a meal because, you know, he treated us. And so we, um, I think that was a time when it was like, you know, something like around like the end of year. And I think that was my birthday. And then towards like the month of my birthday, I never heard back from him. And I, at first I was just like, okay, you know what? Maybe he's busy. Like he's, you know, getting treatments or anything. So he's not really willing to respond my texts and everything. So I wasn't really aware of that. Until like um like I would say a month after my birthday, I just sensed something was like it, it's so abnormal because like normally he would send me texts and like even if we don't text every single day, um my friend would just like you know reply to me once a week and stuff. And I remember the very last text that I sent out was I was asking I was just asking this one steakhouse that I that I've never been and I was like, hey have you been? Because I know you definitely been there and I was wondering what is it good to order from that place. And at first, he thought that I was asking for something else. He thought I was asking for a lawyer or something. So he was like, what lawyer do you need? Do you need financial lawyer? Do you need anything on the lawyer? Like, let me know. I can refer to you some. So he was, he like, he kind of misunderstood what I was asking for. But I was asking for a steakhouse, like the menu and stuff. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. And then, like, he just, um after I responded, I was like, no, no, no I'm talking about the steakhouse. I'm talking about a menu. And that's where the, the last text was sent out. And that's where our conversation ended. And so I just never really got a text back from my friend. And so I was just like, okay, um, I was a little worried. And also me and my other friend, we have like mutual friends. I just told my my other friend, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask my friend's family. I'm going to ask what's going on. You know, like I just want to like, because they know we're close. So I um, sent a text to one of um, his siblings. And... I was just like, hey, um, just want to check up. How's this person doing? I don't want to. She was just like, she was just like, okay, so I'm going to tell you something, but I really want you to keep it low for now because nobody knew about this. And that's the moment I was at home. I was waiting for a text to come back and I was just like looking at my text. I was like, okay, what's happening? So I thought she was going to say something like, oh, like she's back in the hospital again. Something happened. And then she goes like, he passed away like 
two, three weeks ago. And that's the moment I was like, wait, like, what? You know, I was, I was so, I was like, I was like, what's going on? Because like, the very last text that I sent out, I was still waiting for his reply. And like, it was like a lot of feelings all at that moment. And I was just like, that was a moment when I was like, wait, like, this is so unreal. And I don't know what to do at that moment. And, and I feel really bad because I, I owe him a lunch, you know, like, I was just like, all that, you know, all that thought just rushed back into my mind and be like, wait, like, this happened way too fast. How did I not, how did I miss out on, like, how did I not ask him how he's doing when I said something was wrong? How did I not realize something was wrong? And I was so, I think that moment I was just like, wait, I froze and I couldn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I also, I was home alone. And then I remember when my parents came back and my sister came back, I was, the only thing that I asked, I was like, dad, can you, go on um can we go ride a bike around the coast or something that's that's what i asked and i guess it was a very weird request that's why my dad was like sure and then i think we just went out and then this whole time when i was riding the bike like i didn't say a word and i just like i was really fast and i guess my dad sent something but he didn't really ask anything he was like i mean i want to spend time with daughter that's what he was thinking and then when we went back um my mom was just like is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to exercise, exercise today. And then I didn't tell my sister during then because I promised my friend's family that I'm not going to reveal this to anyone because this is so personal and anything. And when I realized that was like the very first time that that was, I was the very first one knowing what happened. It took me a long, long time to actually sit down and think about this whole thing. And I was really sad. I was crying the whole night. I was just thinking that, how did this happen? Like, how did I not know about this? And I think um, it took me two weeks until I decided to tell our mutual friend that, hey, this happened. And like, our mutual friend was like, we were like really, really shocked. But also we couldn't do anything because... Ever since then, we try to reach out and like we ask how how's how's the family doing? And obviously, they're not, they're not doing good. You know, they're they're like still trying to accept this fact, and um, I think they just trying to be distant ever since then to people from the outside. So I just honestly, um, I still went back to what's that place called like in Taiwan where you can see the Lingguta. So like you can see like the Gu Hui, like the bones, like. A cemetery basically but it's inside the building yeah so it's not a cemetery but it's inside like uh they put their um deceased um like their bones or whatever inside yeah, the state. Yeah. yeah so before i left taiwan back to states i think after two weeks i told my sister about what happened and we were both really sad like every time i bring up about it i'm just like i can't do this like I, it's just like a lot of emotions and um, my parents j- drove my sister and I, we just went to the place and we just, we were there for a couple hours and we were just standing in front of his picture, uh, my friend's picture, standing in front of my friend's picture and just sitting there and just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, every time when I think about it, I'm just like, I, I have his picture. I I have my friend's picture in, the- in my room. I think you saw that, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, when I look back and when I um, when I take the like the the frame, like when I look at the picture, I just have a lot of emotion because that was our last meal together. And I don't, mm. and he initiated that photo. Like he was like, let's let's all take a picture and stuff like that. And I 
at first it, it was more like oh sure we can do that but then the way he asked for the picture was more like hey i'm leaving like let's take a picture so um i think every time i don't think this will ever go away and like i miss my friend and i love my friend so much and i don't think i just feel like it's gonna take a while for me to um to fully let go of this feeling and i'm honestly i'm saying like letting go as in like not gonna be as sad but i feel like every time i can't look at that picture longer than i would say 10 seconds it just brings back a lot of memories and it's i don't know it's like a lot of feelings but yeah you have you heard the saying that like grief really doesn't like it doesn't go away it doesn't really get easier um and it doesn't go away you just get accustomed and you get used to the feeling so mm-hmm. you learn to live with it and it's, it's you know like it's it's just gonna be a part of like your life and all that yeah so my story yeah thanks for sharing that's actually like i didn't know a lot about it um i just know that you told me some things about because we only when we because when you i remember when you mentioned it to me like later on throughout the year we just we actually just started this podcast when like everything happened so like i didn't know what was going on um and then you know obviously a lot of people didn't know that you were dealing with this so i can only i can't even like begin to imagine how hard it is for you even right now you know you know like it was um i think it was really hard for me because when i heard about what happened the next day was the day when we were supposed to record podcasts i can't tell anyone about it so i had to hold that feeling and be like hello what's up everyone welcome back to me <laughs> i remember you telling me that too and i was like what the fuck did you could have rescheduled <laughs> We're like taking a week off or something yeah but yeah it's I, I, yeah i can't even begin to imagine losing a friend all of our brains have different coping mechanisms and i'm pretty sure mine's like forgetting shit so it's like that's mainly what i've kind of like experienced i think grief is also a very very normal part of life and you have to learn to deal with it sooner or later and I'm I'm honestly low-key kind of worried about this because, like, I think it's easier to deal with grief when you're younger. And then even though, even if it's not, like, one one chinchenda, like, settles in for you and you have to deal with it for the consequences later on in your years. But I think it hits harder when you're older because you understand everything and then you actually make more memories um, when you're older. And you remember a lot more uh, when you lose somebody in when you're older, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I feel like it definitely gets a little harder after when you're older, and especially when you have a very, very close connection relationship with, let's say, a specific person, or it could be a pet. You know. Yeah. So, Jacqueline, how did you, if you don't mind us asking, like, how did you deal with it, and how did you kind of like walk out of there, even, even if you're not, you know, fully, fully. I don't think everybody, anybody's going to fully recover from, like, a death of a friend or a death of a family member. But how did you kind of, like, make your way around it? I feel like every time when something traumatic happened in my life, I'm usually very, very depressed for that week. And after that week, I tend to kind of just, like, force myself to forget about what happened, which is not healthy. Because when I happen to think about the situations, circumstances again, like, it hits me, it hits me really hard. So, 
I think for that case, I just, I decided to share with my, um, the, the mutual friend that we both have. And I also talked to his family. I talked to my friend's family and just to let them know that I really, I really want to do something about it. I really want to, you know, let me know if there's anything I can help. Because, you know, going to the, you know, quote unquote cemetery place that they put him, they, they put my friend there. Like, I, I think the only thing I did was like, I wrote a letter to, to my friend and, I'm happy that he's there, you know, something like if if he if like if I ever want to see him, like I can just go there. But it's also it's also very hard because it was very, very far away from where I live. And I'm back here in LA now. Like I it's very hard for me to go. That's mm-hmm. why um I would say like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you guys to force yourself to forget about this person, but instead I feel like to kind of just like have their pictures and then I like keep their pictures and then just like put it in my room and like whenever I miss them I just look at the picture because it's good memories like why are you trying to forget about it like yes people like you know pass away but that's the cycle of life and I just have to slowly accept that while remembering what's what are the good memories that we both have and it is sad but it's impossible how people are always going to be like you know living in that happy moment in life so i think i'm still learning how to do that because same thing happened to when one of my favorite um hamster died <laughs> i know my hamster do you want to <laughs> well my hamster died and that was like the only hamster that i'm the closest with he never he never bit me he never bit me and whenever i ask i was like rosie rosie and then he'll turn around Trust me. Yeah, he will turn around because he loves that thing that I feed him. And oh, this is another story again. Okay, so basically, I was on the trip with my friend to down south. And that was like a two-day trip. So that whole week, um, I had my hamster for like six months straight, I remember. And I don't know why that whole week he wasn't moving. He was just in his cage and inside his little living room. And he wasn't moving at all. And I usually play around with him like every day, and my even my my, my mom like my mom be like oh call oh like ciao ama so so like my family basically have like very very close connections with this hamster. His name is Rosie. I don't know why I call him Rosie, but anyway, and yeah, so like I think that whole week he was in his room and not moving around. So I just thought he's sleeping, you know, because sometimes hamsters do that. Yeah. So when I went out, when I was like, okay, I'm gonna go on a trip, and I think I asked my mom to feed the hamster because I feed the hamster or just like make sure he's walking or something. And then I don't know why, like the next day when I, because my, my aunt lives in down south. So I think my aunt wanted to meet up with me. He wanted to give me something while me and my, me and my friends were um, somewhere out in the art exhibition or something. And then so when my aunt saw me, she was like, how's your hamster? She said, she said something like, so how did everything go? And then that's a moment when I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, wh- what happened? And then she was like, oh, um, I think it's better if your mom tell you this in person. And starting from, I remember that was like 2 o'clock p.m. I was like, I just can't be, you know, I just can't be in that vacation mode anymore. I was like, wait, what happened? What happened? And then so um, my friend was just like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. So on our way back, that was like the most painful day ever as well. Like on our 
like we took the train back up to Taipei and then like on our way back um when I got back home I was like what happened and then my mom just be like oh Rosie passed away and I was crying because I was like how come I didn't get to see him the very last time and then at first I was really mad about it because I was just mad how come I didn't hear from my mom directly instead of my aunt you know how come this whole thing has to be like that and also I was really mad about like because I was trying to pull my hamster out from the box and my dad was about to throw it out and so I was trying to touch him and my dad was like don't touch it it's so dirty blah, blah. and I was like no I want to see him I want to see him for the very last time and then I was crying and I I was so sad and then like my my parents later on told me that you know like the day when we sent something was wrong we even took your hamster to the vet Oh, that's so cute! Oh it's, my god! <laughs> it's so funny because when they put Rosie on the on the table, you know how yeah. the vet is only for um dogs, cats, maybe birds sometimes, but hamster people be like, you know. <laughs> what are you? So cute though! Like, it's yeah. Life. The and then day. so like, basically from what my parents told me, the vet uh put like the oxygen mask on top of my hamster. That's oh. so- <laughs> So I can just see like a an oh oxygen mask like Zangakaizu Rosie. And my sister was like, okay, the entire scene was kinda hilarious, but also the doctor can't really laugh because it's dying. And I was like, okay, like I'm sad, but also that's kinda cute. But um basically I was I didn't I didn't I was so sad but I didn't know don't know how to like express my feelings, so I didn't talk to my parents for four days straight. Because I feel like how come you guys didn't tell me what happened or like you know, and I was also blaming myself for not realizing anytime sooner. So I think how I deal with it, it really just times. Okay. <laughs> That's actually kind of cute. Um, yeah, I think everybody kind of deals with it differently. Uh, I think how I deal with a lot of things is to like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like, I'm, I'm a very like, I'll focus on the present, like right now, like yeah. what's happening right now around like in my life. Um, so, like, a lot of the times, like, in the, like things in the future or, like, things in the... Like, I like making plans and stuff, but if it's not happening right now, then, like, I kind of put it off. And, for like, with a lot of bad memories, um, I, I'm pretty sure this is a really, like... This is a coping mechanism for me, but I just forget. Like, it's not even that, like, I try to forget. I just forget. Like, just, just won't see. <laughs> it's like my brain kind of erases that part of, that part of my life, uh, which is... It makes sense and it like it helps a lot, but I think that's also kind of scary because I genuinely won't remember what happened. And like I don't if somebody tells me like, oh, this is like this is what happened and this is what you did, I'll be like, dude, I have like really like zero recollection of me ever doing that or like that ever happening. So I don't know if it's a good or like a good or bad thing, but the brain is a very powerful thing and that's how I think that's how I learned to deal with it. I didn't used to forget everything, but I think um, over time, uh, it just kind of allowed me to not remember and focus on like what's happening right now. So that's how I deal with it. Um, and then another re- another like way that I deal with it is just exercising, like mm-hmm. not sleeping. I don't think I can sleep well, sleep very well, or like I can even fall asleep, but uh just by doing like pure cardio like swimming walking bicycling it helps me kind of forget and kind of forces myself to think about it at the same time i 
I like I can't I can't I just remember it's in my brain you know that like you know that for a fact like I just can't and I want to I want to like forget it that easily so I think it's very lucky that you can do that it's either just an extreme lot every Mm -hmm. somebody it's like when something really like bad happens to you the brain either hyper fixates on it or it completely erases it so I think both of us are on the opposite yeah. sides of the spectrum. <laughs> we are very... <laughs> you hyperfixate on it, and I completely forget about it. Can we balance That's a little? How we deal with things. <laughs> yeah. That's literally how we deal with things. So, like, I I think if there's a if there's a middle ground to both of our coping mechanisms, that would be great. Yeah. But I think that's how that's just how, like, the brain works sometimes. Yeah. So I feel like both... I think it's a good... Um... Kind of good examples for you guys because whoever's listening right now because like i i cope with the like in a very extreme way and very emotional way but janice deal with it in a very you know like kind of nonchalant but also kind of like in a more positive way because like she doesn't it doesn't harm her it's good like trust me i don't want to have that kind of like mental mental state the whole time yeah yeah i think it's like i think i i deal with the nonchalantly until i can't Mm. like I think it's just you know I think I have a pretty strong like mental like mental hold yeah yeah but I can do I can hold off on it until I can't and that's you you usually know you know like your your pushing point so so hopefully it's not gonna come anytime soon or is that a Virgo thing because I do that sometimes too but just in different (laughs) we just hold things until to the point be like boom like explosion yeah nope so yeah, um, we both share our stories on um, you know grief and how our story went and how we deal with it. I feel like for today's topic, it's definitely a little more heavy than what we used to talk about. But I hope you guys do enjoy these stories and also, um, you know, kind of think about the time when you lost someone. I'm not forcing you to do that, but I'm just saying that sometimes it's... It's very beautiful to think back to what the person means to you and what are the good memories that you guys have in the, in the past, you know. Sometimes, I, I like, I tend to do that. Like, I tend to, like, force myself to forget. But the, the more I do that, like, the more memories just kind of rush back to my the back of my head. I feel like, um, as for today's topic, we really appreciate you guys stay all the way till this late. And we also want you guys to think about your own stories. You don't really have to share with us. If you want to, like, feel free to do that. But... I just hope you guys enjoy today's topic and today's content as well. Thank you guys for listening and tune in with us every Sunday night, 9 p.m. on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, on Meet Me in Taipei. And we hope you guys enjoy this episode and we hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys!